The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views expressed by this platform. This content is for educational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor or conduct your own due diligence prior to investing. Vincent Del Franco is the owner and CEO of Lifetime Financial LLC and Lifetime Financial Advisors and is the investment advisor that furnishes this program for your consumption. Future performance of financial vehicles are not guaranteed. Welcome to the Lifetime Financial Freedom Fighters Podcast. Today we're going to be covering emergency funds. Now folks, this is important that you have an emergency fund and you want to start one of these as soon as possible. You'd be surprised how often I run into folks that do not have an emergency fund. Well, this is treasure chest number one. It's one of the most responsible things you can do as you get started and that's to have that emergency fund. Now, Emergency fund can consist of several different types of accounts. It could be a savings account at the bank. It could be a CD. It could be mutual funds, stocks. But whatever it is, it has to be liquid. The one thing that I do recommend is I recommend a portfolio that consists of short-term, high-quality bonds, intermediate bonds, and a little bit of cash. Now, most advisors would recommend that you have at least three to six months of your household expenses set aside in an emergency fund, okay? Now, remember, these are taxable, so you don't want to have too much money in there, and plus you have it in a pretty conservative portfolio, so it's not earning as much interest as it possibly could. Let's say you have six months set on there. As soon as the account starts to grow, and let's say you have seven months worth, you may want to take and move that over. All right. So the one thing you want to do when you establish your emergency fund, obviously you don't want to take, put all of your money in there. You want to have at least two months of your monthly expenses in your checking account. So as one month is used to pay your bills, you have another month coming in, but you always have a month as a backup. Okay, and then you have your three to six months inside of the so-called emergency fund. And so one of the things you have to think about, like what if the car blows up or what if you what if the air conditioning goes out or the heating unit? If you lose your job, then your emergency fund comes in pretty happy. One thing that I can tell you, though, is when you have your emergency fund set, you don't worry about a whole lot. Right. In other words, you know you have the confidence and you believe that, you know, things will be taken care of should something happen. In other words, you don't worry about things as much, okay? The one thing you want to remember is your bank is not the best place. Again, as we spoke in the previous workshop, the bank is not the best place to put your money because they pay very little, if any, interest. Yes, you have access, but you would have access in a regular fund as well, you know, three to five days by law. So the money's always available to you. Now, when it comes to emergency funds, the one thing by having it in a conservative account, you're not as concerned about market corrections, etc. Okay. 
Let's talk about the steps to take. Immediately open up an account and start funding it as much as possible. Folks, listen, you have to really start to consider taking care of yourself first. Okay, I'll give you an example. When it comes to paying your bills, like your mortgage, your car, um, your credit cards, and so on and so forth, I mean, yes, you want to be responsible, you want to pay those on time, but you want to make sure that you pay yourself first. In other words, make sure that the first money that comes out of that check goes to you. And, you know, they say that, you know, you should set 10% of your money aside. Well, if you want to be okay when you retire, save 10%. If you want real financial security, save 15%. If you want to be financially independent, save 20% of your income. So that'll give you some guidelines. But the one thing you want to do is always, 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 if you don't have all the money right now, like three to six months someplace, then start little by little. But, you know, I would, for myself personally, I would fund my emergency fund, but also be funding my retirement account. So let's say all I could save is 200 bucks a month. I'd probably have 100 go to my emergency fund and 100 going into my Roth IRA. And everybody's different, you know, so the thing is, is to be smart about your emergency fund. Now, another thing that's very important, especially as you're getting started, is to live within your means and keep your debt in check. Remember, there's always two kinds of debt, right? You have preferred debt and you have non-preferred debt. What you want is you want preferred debt. The non-preferred debt, you don't need that, okay? That's where you can get in trouble financially. And no matter how tough things get out there, don't ever allow yourself to get sucked in to go out and buying things to make you feel good because later on you'll feel terrible because you spent money that you didn't have. So a good rule of thumb, as I mentioned earlier, is to make sure that you save that 10% as a minimum. That should be your absolute minimum. So if you're making $50,000 a year, you should be setting aside five. Okay, or again, 15 if you can, and 20. So as you get raises in life, you know, you take some to enjoy life and to put back into your daily living, okay? And then the other half I put towards my investments until you can get up to 20%. And you know what, folks? Make it a habit. After a while, it's no different than paying your car, paying your mortgage, paying your electric, paying your gas, paying your insurance, etc., the thing is, is you've got to take care of yourself because if you don't, I promise you, the mortgage companies could care less about how you retire, where you send your kids to school, what kind of home you live in, and what kind of retirement you're going to have. So none of those companies or none of those entities care about you. The example that someone told me a long, long time ago when I first got started in the business, they said, Vincent, if you and your family were in a movie theater, and you're watching a movie, and you're, let's say you're halfway down the movie theater, and all of a sudden the movie theater becomes engulfed in flames. Are you going to sit there and wait until everyone else leaves and then get out? Or are you going to try to get you and your family out first and then help others out? Well, you bet your bottom dollar I'm going to go ahead and get out first, and then I'll help folks out. You should do the same thing with your savings, your investments, and planning for your future. 
I don't recommend this, but I've had to do it. I've had to sometimes call up someone and say, hey, listen, I'm going to be a couple of days late, but I'll get the money to you right away. But I always made sure that I funded my retirement accounts and I always made sure that I had an emergency fund. That's one thing that you want to make sure you do, okay? Annual savings from step three should be to put into the emergency fund until it reaches its desired goal of, like I said, three to six months. If you can, I, I try to do both, the, the Roth IRA as well as having your emergency fund. But if you want to get your emergency fund and you want to make that a priority, then do it. Roth IRAs and funding it appropriately to meet your risk tolerance and time horizon. An impactful strategy involves maintaining your emergency fund and your Roth IRA at the same time. If you really want to stretch it, fund your LERP as well, your life insurance retirement plan, which we'll talk about in a later chapter. So what's in it for you? Look, if ever you were in one of my seminars, I may, I may actually do this to you. I'll ask who can pull out a $100 bill and I'll give them 20 They don't have to give it to me to show me they have one. But I can't tell you how good I feel knowing that I have a $100 bill in my wallet at all times. I'm never worried about whether I have money or not. And they do say with a $100 bill in your pocket, you never feel broke. And... If ever you find you have to use it, make sure that you replace it as fast as possible. I've had mine in my wallet for years. Last thoughts. Your financial picture is not complete without an emergency fund. You are chasing your tail, never getting ahead, and you're always out of balance with no foundation in place. You must have adequate protection for yourself and your family first which leaves the rest of your savings available to fund your future. And so, folks, you know, say you're the type of person to keep all your money in an IRA or 401k and you don't concern yourself with an emergency fund. A big emergency rises, what do you wind up doing? Like, let's say you have to replace the roof. What do you wind up doing? You wind up putting it all on credit cards, etc., etc., because you don't have the emergency fund, right? Whereas if you had that in place, you wouldn't necessarily have to do it. Or you can do it. You can find a zero interest rate credit card, put it on, you know, charge it. But you know that if you had to, you could always stroke a check and pay that thing off. It's very, very smart to have that in place for yourself. So the positives about having a taxable account, number one is that your money has the potential to earn a higher rate of return than it would if it was stuck in a bank. You can dollar cost average into the plan, if, especially if it's in a, a mutual fund type of an account. It can be professionally managed instead of you trying to manage it all on your own or just sticking it in the bank and earning zero interest. And your money is liquid and accessible. The negatives to that type of plan is number one, some accounts require you to keep your money in it for a minimum of five years. Okay, at least five years. And then you must pay taxes on that account's earnings every year. 
There's no getting away with it. The IRS wants their money. Okay, so listen. I can't stress it enough. I would encourage you to get the book, read it. If you have any questions, you could always feel free to call us. You could reach us at 602-774-4735. Again, 602-774-4735. You could also look it up in our website, which is www.ltfusa.com. Again, www.ltfusa.com. And then finally, if you want to email us, you could always email us at support at ltfgllc.com. Again, support at ltfgllc.com. Folks, I really appreciate you taking your time and listening to the podcast. Please pass this on to other folks, and we'd love to take care of you. Again, my name is Vincent Del Franco. I'm the founder, CEO of the company. Feel free to reach out to me anytime. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon.